0: Good evening, CNN viewers. This is the report with Phil Turdbecker. In tonight's special report, we are going to continue to dismantle the misinformation lies from the right-wing influencers in the United States of America. Tonight is the White House funding and distributing crack pipes. Just last week, a report was made by the Washington Free Beacon looking into why $29 million was used to purchase smoking kits and supplies. The report claims that crack pipes were in these kits and distributed to people, which, according to what the right-wing commentators and critics would say, is furthering the drug problem for absolutely no reason whatsoever. But the problem is, is these dishonest right-wing commentators don't seem to get it. This is not just crack pipes and smoking kits. These are safe smoking kits, which include glass stems and rubber tips for the crack pipes. And there's a big difference here. And this is why we have to keep correcting this, because distributing crack pipes would be a felony that would put everyone involved in this in prison. But that's not what's happening. I mean, the, the, the article says nothing about there actually being confirmed crack pipes in the kits. And while we're still trying to confirm what's actually in the kits themselves, it is important to point out that doing something illegal is not the same as making something illegal safe. Of course, we don't want to further the drug problem in the United States of America. We just want to make it safer for the people who are already hooked on drugs. And that's the whole purpose of this So I feel good about my $29 million. I feel good about that. Because at least I know that those crackheads are going to be safer instead of continuing to spread disease and make their lives more miserable. And honestly, I'm going to go a little off script here. These right-wing commentators and influencers, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed that they continuously, knowingly spread this misinformation. As a matter of fact, they've spread some misinformation about this very company, and this very show. Just last week, a few of them got together and stated that me, Phil Becker, was the last of the CNN radio and TV hosts that is not gay. They called me, and I quote, the last straight man in the CNN newsroom. Now, not only do I find that egregiously homophobic, but it's also just outright incorrect. Everyone knows that Brian Stelter is also a very straight man. And the fact that he is so confident in his straightness and his masculinity that he can plutonically share a shower with a openly gay host, Anderson Cooper, shows just how confident this man is. He is so comfortable in his masculinity that he can share a shower plutonically with an openly gay man. Mr. Stelter, I salute you, sir. I salute you. You shower and clean up. And Anderson Cooper, please stop DMing me. I don't want to hang out with you on Saturday. Another correction that we have to make. These same right-wing commentators have been saying that China is committing mass genocide. While these reports have been going on for years now, uh, they have definitely sparked up a lot more attention as the Olympics for this year have started. As, as uh, the Olympics are being held in China this year, multiple countries have been boycotting China and the Olympics this year because of, quote, human rights violations. As a matter of fact, some of them, and just to name a few, Stephen Crowder, Glenn Beck, and Ben Shapiro, and others, have stated that the Chinese government has been committing mass genocide against its people, in the world do you people have a soul? We knew this lie was going around, so we decided to launch our own investigation. We partnered up with a few people, like MSNBC, CBS, Disney, and the Chinese government, in order to look into this lie. And the report that we got back from the Chinese government is that all of these people that these right-wing commentators are saying died, turns out that they all died of natural causes. Huh who would have guessed? Listed amongst these natural causes were things such as starvation and bullet holes. I mean, people are going to die, going to die. Whether they die by starvation or bullet holes, that's not ours to say. But the Chinese government was very, very confident in telling us there is absolutely no genocide going on and people are just leaving the Muslim Brotherhood there is no reason to look into these camps. Camps. Why is there an asterisk there? Any anybody? Alright. We'll we'll get into that report later. However, there is one thing that we can all come together on. Podcasting host, one out of one, has come back from his deceased state and challenged Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, of all people. Of all Republicans, I have to say, I like Mitt Romney the best. And we here at CNN, we've been fans of Mitt Romney for the past couple of years. But podcast host One out of One has returned from the dead to challenge Mitt Romney. And I quote his tweet. We know how much you value honesty. So we are excited to hear your announcement soon that you're not actually a Republican. We anxiously await this historic moment. And I think I can voice my support along with him. That is one thing that we can all get behind, Mitt Romney admitting that he's not actually a Republican. That is all for today's report. I am Phil Turdbecker, and I will see you next week. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please, I beg of you, let me know if you don't like the news segments. I sometimes do them because I don't really know how else to talk about these issues, and that's just the first thing that comes to mind. I love sketches, but if the sketch isn't good, just let me know, and we'll readjust the show to where it's a little bit funnier, or we'll just nix the funny altogether. Who knows? So today I want to talk to you guys about um, what we've been going through in our youth group at the church. So what we've been doing is... uh, we've been going through Matthew. Uh, We decided that we were going to change topics. We were doing kind of like some special topics and going through some apologetics questions. But now we kind of want to shift focus and get back into the Word. And so we're in Matthew, and we just started Matthew chapter 4, and we covered the temptations of Jesus. Now, while there are some points of disagreement, shall we put it lightly, onto whether or not Jesus would have been able to, to sin, there's a couple of things that we can confirm that he did not sin. And I wanted to walk through this really carefully with them, because a lot of these things can be confusing, especially to those who either don't have a lot of biblical information, not biblical information, biblical knowledge, or perhaps they're just trying to understand something that's been bothering them for a long time, but they're not really sure how to go about studying it. So we've been walking through it very slowly, and one of the things that really struck me is where he turned to in those moments. When he was being challenged by the enemy, when the devil was in the desert with him and challenging him repeatedly... Jesus quotes Deuteronomy. Now, the easy answer to say is that God is still present in the Old Testament just like he is in the New Testament. And even Jesus, who could have just spoken and said, yo, dude, go away, he chose instead to quote the ancient scriptures. That shows there is power in the Old Testament scriptures even today. But I think it goes a little further than that. When we went through these, we went back and we looked at where those quotations were coming from. They all, all three of them came from Deuteronomy. And this is when Moses is about to die. And so he gathers the leaders of Israel together and he speaks to them one last time. And he reminds them, he walks with them through all of those times that God has walked with them, that God has done things for them. He walks through all of those moments where they saw God provide for them. And in every one of those moments that Jesus quotes, Israel had taken their eyes off of God and they'd focused on earthly salvation. So, for example, the moment where Moses is in the wilderness with the Israelites and the Israelites are in need of water. And when they come, to Moses, they come, of course, the way that they have in the past. So this, this particular generation of Israel was very stubborn. The next generation was very bold and, to quote uh, Dave Ramsey, were ready to charge the gates of hell with a water pistol. I mean, these guys were on fire for the Lord, but their parents before them, their grandparents before them, that generation, they were very rebellious and stubborn. And they fought with God the entire way. And so in one of these moments said Jesus, quote, that, that Jesus quotes is when Moses is reminding them, you challenged God in the desert when you needed water. You challenged him and you tested him. You shall not test the Lord your God like you did in that day. This is when God told Moses, strike the rock and water will come from it. And of course, when it happens, they start to worship God and praise God again. But then they come back later, and they do the same thing. They don't come and request humbly that God would give them water. They come back demanding again. They come back demanding a sign and demanding deliverance instead of just asking, coming humbly before God. The times that Israel did come humbly before God, God delivered them, God rescued them, and God blessed them. But every time that they would come and they would complain and they would challenge God, God would give them hardship. Every one of those moments that Jesus quoted, men shall not live off of bread alone. Here he was speaking about the manna that came from heaven. And he reminded them, yes, God provided you manna or the bread so that you could eat in the wilderness. But it's not on bread alone that man lives but on every word that comes from the Father's mouth. You live today because of Christ. You live today because of God. And Moses reminded them of that. You live today because the word of God protected you. God spoke and you were saved. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Right after, right after... Israel is protected and saved from the Israelite army. Moses goes up the mountain to speak with God. And while he's up there, they immediately turn around and demand an idol be made. They had just watched a giant body of water get split in two. And instead they chose to turn around, forgetting what they had seen, and to worship a false god. This is why the idea of remembering and setting up monuments is so important in Israel's history. Because every time they would forget and turn to something else, they would bring this calamity on them. Every time that they turned around and broke the covenant that God made with them, God brought swift and fierce punishment to them to bring them back. All three of those moments that Jesus quoted in the wilderness Man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes out of the Father's mouth. You shall not test the Lord your God. And you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. All three of those moments was God reminding Israel, stay focused on me. And that's difficult for us to do as well when things are going wrong or... uh, when things are not the way that they should be or when we get comfortable and we start to do things on our own I struggle with that a lot we take our eyes off of what God has already done but God has done so much good in our lives we should be turning around and running to him every time And I've quoted this one before, but it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Proverbs 18.10 The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. And I believe I've said it before. You know the righteous by who they run to. Because the righteous run to God. And because the righteous run to God, the Lord keeps them safe. Maybe we don't see that safety here on this side of heaven. People live through tough times. I, I make a joke about it, but I'm fearful that we might have war with China soon. And I don't know what the, the U.S. is going to do. If the U.S. had the balls to step up and do the right thing, I think that China could be dealt with very easily. I think that evil could be dealt with before it gets to the point with uh, Adolf Hitler and Stalin... But I don't know that the U.S. is going to be willing to do that. I think we've got some hard times ahead of us. But even if hard times do come, remember that the righteous are known by who they run to. Moses reminded the Israelites, run to God. Jesus refuted the devil by saying, the righteous run to God. And it's no different for us today. When we are in trouble, we run to God. That's all I got for you guys today. I love y'all. Y'all take care, and I'll see you later.